0: All right, Trevor, welcome. Thank you for joining. Excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. And everyone, this is Trevor Hoppers in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Weightwise. And, Trevor, if you would tell us, give us a little snapshot of the history of Weightwise.
1: Yeah, so uh, we have been around in our current form uh, for a little over 11 years. Um, we were part of a company called Foundation Healthcare Affiliates. Uh, so the actual genesis of Weight Wise stretches back to about 2006. Uh, the surgeons bought the practice, so we've kind of been our own individual practice uh, since 2009. Um, I'm the administrator. I've been the administrator since uh, we broke off. Uh, we have about 20 employees. We have two surgeons, three nurse practitioners. Uh, we also employ uh, exercise and diet staff. Uh, our psychologist is here in-house, and we really kind of our position in the market is we put ourselves up as a one-stop shop. They can, they can see the surgeons here, diet, exercise. Uh, they can get their psych visits done here, obviously. We offer a full range of uh, supplements and vitamins. Uh, we have a gym on, on site. So pretty much anything that needs to happen for the surgery happens here. Um, and even the surgery itself happens directly below our practice. We are on the second floor of a hospital. So yeah.
0: we've got a pretty uh, slick little setup here. You do, indeed. And if you don't mind me asking, uh, in the last couple of years, roughly how many procedures a year are you guys looking at?
1: So we do about 500 procedures a year. Um, We were a little over that uh, a couple years ago. Last year we were a little under that. This year we project to be right around that. So it's, we do a third of the surgeries that are done in this area, Um, which obviously fluctuates from year to year, but uh,
0: around, around 500 is what we usually tell people. Okay and the the title of this episode is uh, we're focusing on what's important to track in a bariatric clinic <laughs> and the last time I was out there visiting you guys you showed me all the data that you keep tabs on on a monthly basis and that I think that was probably more bariatric data than I've ever seen in my life so I guess two two things first question tell me a little bit about everything you track and then I want to focus in on uh, what's most important to track
1: so yeah so this it kind of started at. After- uh, when I was a kid collecting baseball cards and like, I love to read the numbers on the back and kind of track out players we're doing. So that's kind of where my uh, obsessive data tracking comes from. Um, but yeah, we also have a uh, practice management system that's it's very customizable. So it's very conducive to pulling out any type of data you want to pull out. -hmm. Uh, Which is great. So, to answer your question, uh, how I kind of look at it is I have a few high level measures, and then I have a a ton of tier two and tier three kind of measures that I can drill down to if the top level measures are not trending in the direction we want to look at. so uh, we really have kind of six core measures that we look at very routinely on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Okay. Um, and part of that is because we have a, a few different companies right. here kind of mixed into one. Uh, but just to kind of sum that up, revenue is kind of our top level number one measure that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure other administrators are going to agree with me here, but you got revenue coming in that covers up a lot of your other problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, so that's kind of number one. Uh, Our second level that we really look at is uh, clinic activity. Mm -hmm. And we really, we look retrospectively at that. Specific, and it, but we kind of use it as a predictive number, if that makes sense. Um, so we track by provider every all the number of visits that come in, the different types of visits, all that, mm-hmm. um, and then. But we really don't care what the what the numbers are that have happened. We really just kind of use that as a data set to predict what's going to happen
0: going forward. Sure, and you're specifically You're talking about uh, new bariatric consults booked, consults completed. What are you looking at there?
1: I'm talking about the whole spectrum. Uh, We obviously do look quite a bit at new bariatric consults completed. Um, But then we also look at what sort of activities in the pipeline. How many supervised weight loss did we do? Uh, How many pre-ops did we do? Um, How many post-ops did we do? Because we're... We're fairly intensively focused on the pre-op program. I, I think more than a lot of other practices are, maybe I'm wrong there. Um, but we really look at that as a measure of how we engaged our patients. Yeah. Um, are they coming back They attending their diet exercise and seeing the nurse practitioner? Right. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of the key we look at.
0: Okay. All right. So we got revenue, uh, we've got clinic activity, and what's number three?
1: And then really the third one is the conversion rate. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by conversion rate is a patient comes in for a new patient consult uh, and then they end up having a bariatric surgery. Uh, And then, so what is that pull through rate? And obviously there's a dozen points along the line that we measure. Um, But we're talking about just what are our three top lines. Those are our three main top lines.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I saw uh, Dr. Walton has this, he he had, I'm sure you have your own, but he had a spreadsheet going back a decade showing the conversion rate month to month, year to year. Yes. And what's crazy and, Pretty interesting is most bariatric clinics. If you ask them what their conversion rate is, they, they don't know. Uh, yeah, they'll take a wild guess. But and then of course it depends on do you accept Medicare, Medicaid? Uh, how's your insurance in sure. that state? So, but um, and there's okay.
1: Not the, the frustrating thing is there's not a ton of benchmarks out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, as we've talked before, year you know a couple of years ago we were running around a 50% conversion rate. Uh, at this point, we're running a 30 to 33 to 35% conversion rate. We don't know if that's good. You know, I mean, in our heads, we're thinking like, oh, well, that's down from where it was a couple of years ago. Like, that's not great. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea, you know, what they're running in Amarillo, what they're running in Arkansas, or what they're running wherever. Right. I mean, it, it may just be that the industry has shifted to where a 35% conversion rate is good at this point.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it varies widely depending on all the other factors. And I think, I think if most clinics would track it, they would see how it varies widely from physician to physician, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Who,
0: who, who really ever teaches anyone how to do a great consult?
1: Well, I mean, that's, you're right. You're exactly right.
0: Okay. Those were three good ones. Do you want to mention the other, the other top things that you track?
1: Well, so we have, which I believe you're going to talk to one of our dietitians later on. Um, but we have a store that's a pretty good chunk of our revenue. Um, so that is definitely something we track. I will let her talk about the detailed measures there. Um,
0: yeah. And with 20 full-time employees, that store sales helps cover some overhead, huh?
1: Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so, I really like to look at, uh, well, I did, let's say I did really like to look at over the counter uh, clinic collections um, as a measure of clinic activity. And just as a side note here, anytime I'm tracking data, I do, a, uh, oops, lost you there for a second, I do a 13 month graph instead of a 12 month graph. So I can compare that full month from last year to the full month this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, that's, a, a t- I pass that tip along to anyone who's trying to get a better look at their data. Sure. Um, I also like to look at clinic costs minus what we spend on store stuff. Um, so uh, payroll and G and a minus whatever we spend on store product. Cause essentially we want to spend, uh, I, if we spent $200,000 a month on store product, I'd be thrilled out of my mind because I know we'd be churning that, that amount of product on the back end. Um, so I like to take that out and look at our costs like that.
0: Right. Okay. Those are great, man. Uh, Yeah, and you—you have all those, all the numbers you keep tabs on. How often are you looking at those? How often do you sit down with the the physicians and look at those?
1: So I have a giant spreadsheet. Um, It is a twenty-page long spreadsheet that is full of uh, formulas that overlap and columns that push one way, and they light up different colors if. Yeah. If there's an issue or something's in range or whole whole 9 yards. Yep. Uh and I will go through once a month and completely update that spreadsheet. Okay. Um so I got that going back all the way to 2011. So we can look like that's kind of my database of, of everything we've done. Mm-hmm. I mean, this not since the clinic opened, but since we kind of got ourselves together enough to, you know, track ourselves and, and keep, keep tabs on everything. Sure. Okay. And, uh, and then during pandemic time, I mean, basically, so we used to have a sit down meeting once a month and kind of go over this thing, hash it out, argue about it, oh, we should be doing this, we should be doing that. Uh, and then since pandemic, it's basically shoot this out and have email discussions right Which, I mean is not nearly as
0: good as being able to sit down face to face and right. Have a good old-fashioned some of this stuff. yeah, good yeah. old-fashioned argument, right? Yep <laughs> Okay. Um, is there anything that has become important as a as a measure that wasn't in the past, or are these the standard things that? you've always
1: that's a good question i like um i like to try to keep it as standard as possible um so there's not there hasn't been any huge huge changes but one thing that has kind of over the last couple of years gained a little more importance and discussion is our clinics ar which a clinics are going to think like, Oh, you guys are crazy. Like that. You should have been discussing that long, long ago, but we have only fairly recently shifted from a very high percentage of cash pay to more contracted, uh, payers paying after the surgery. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, it used to be that we'd run, you know, 50,000, 100,000, 150,000 in AR. So it just, it was never never a topic. Right. Now, and especially since the pandemic, when we have, we've noticed a much more significant delay in getting paid, we'll run, uh, we'll run 40, 50, 60 days in AR, and, uh, you know, I mean, it it raises a little bit of a red flag, but it's, you know, we're not scheduling emergency meetings because the AR is 65 days.
0: Right. Yep. Yeah. Because you guys are in a unique position and I think probably one of the highest in the country. What Share a little bit about what your cash pay percentage has been in the past.
1: Yeah. OK, well, let me I will tell you precisely what it's been in the past. Um. So starting in, so we we ran about 75% uh, for a good five, six, seven, eight years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Starting, you know, I mean, there was just not much coverage in Oklahoma for bariatric surgery. Yep. Starting in 2017 is where that kind of started to trend down. And in 2017, we ran right at about 60%. Uh, cash pay and then in 18 19 20 we shifted to really going after patients or going after uh employers or third-party payers and contracting for one bundled rate for everything yep um and then that really drove down our cash pay percentage to the point where in 2018 we did 46 2019 we did exactly 50 50 Hmm. and this year we're running about 45 percent cash pay so
0: okay ma'am those are good if you you've been you've been at this for a bit and yes you know i know everybody has problems that come and go and challenges if you had a magic wand then you could wave it and solve one problem in the clinic for forever what would that problem be
1: Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I I think, and this is gonna be a little bit abstract, but uh, kind of the coalescing of everyone around one common goal or outcome. And what I mean by that is, surgeons want a high number of surgeries. But they also want high, so we could fix that by uh, bringing in, you know, a bunch of, of Medicare surgeries or, you know, kind of lower paying surgeries than what we normally do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They want to keep that case or uh, dollars per case high also. Mm-hmm. So, but in the, the business office manager, their goal is to kind of keep the AR as low as possible, collect everything so it looks like they're doing their job. Um, so it's like, there's a lot of conflicting, uh, goals might not be the right word, but there's a lot of conflicting motivations, mm-hmm, sure. which makes it hard a lot of times to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of a con, I mean, that's probably not the cut and dry answer that's you want to hear?
0: No, not at but, all. I, I mean,
1: that, it, it's a. I mean, that that's a major problem that comes up a lot of times, and that's what uh, you know, that's what I like to wave the magic wand and, yeah. and have it go away.
0: Yeah, I, I like that answer, and I have observed a lot of that myself. You know, especially larger organizations like you guys, twenty plus people in that building. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different priorities from. I'm so busy. I don't want more patients to, we own this place. We want more patients to, Hey, we want to get these people out of here fast to we need to spend more time with these people. So I, yes. I think it's an interesting all, all thing things
1: you just mentioned or You explained it much better than I did,
0: <laughs> but that, that tension that
1: we've had those discussions many, many times.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice. Maybe one day we'll have a, we'll have enough uh, people interested in sharing data that we can get some benchmarks of, you know, h- how many employees does it take to do 500 surgeries a year? Yeah, what, that'd be, that would be very interesting to see. Uh, okay. And last question, knowing what you know now that you've been in bariatrics and you know this world, um, what would you say to your younger self? What, what piece of advice would you give for, for how your career goes, what you focus on? What, what is the advice that the, today's trevor gives trevor in year one.
1: Oh man uh
0: you've got to learn to be more flexible
1: no doubt about it like i i you know when i very first started uh i kind of had an idea of how i wanted the clinic to work yeah. and so all my decisions and all my you know, ideas that we're focused on, okay, I've got this idea in my head, like this, this is where I want to go. Yep. But that's like, you You really can't. It's like, there's too many outside forces. There's too many changes that are coming your way. Like you don't know what the next year or the next two years, the next month is going to be. Mm. So you really have to just work on being as flexible as you possibly can. Um, you need to design your practice to be nimble and to be able to kind of change what you're doing uh i mean just keep going back to the pandemic as an example but i mean we completely shifted our business model in two days on march 23rd and march 24th right and i mean if we hadn't you know if we hadn't been working on being flexible and having you know uh Having our employees used to change and able to use technology and, you know, willing to go with the flow a little bit, like that never would have happened.
0: Totally. Yeah. Because you, and I know some clinics did not do this, but you guys very quickly, uh, everyone worked from home for how long?
1: uh, They're still working at home. We still have... Other than my so uh, up here on a daily basis, I'm up here a couple days a week. We have one dietitian up here, and we have one one nurse practitioner and one MA up here. Is so we got around four people here every day. Everybody
0: else is working at home still. Wow. So 100% uh, new patient consults are virtual.
1: 100% virtual.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's a great answer. Man, there's <laughs> some other subjects I want to dive into, but I want to keep these short and sweet. Uh, at okay, least no problem. So, man, Have Trevor. me
1: on again. I'm happy to
0: talk. I can't thank you enough for your time. I really appreciate <laughs> your input. Um, I'm going to stop the recording and then we can wrap up. Hang on one second.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thanks a lot.